Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to TC Live, our one-hour pregame show on this Sunday fun day at the BNP Paribas Open. As always, we are presented by our friends at SafeLight. They say don't go searching for paradise. It's already within you. But to raise a trophy in tennis paradise, everyone is searching for that intangible will to win. Looking at our SafeLight order of play, Kasparud starts on Stadium 1 against Christian Garin. The American number one, Jesse Pagula, in action. And then it is a couple of 18-year-olds coming of age with Coco Goff and Linda Nuskova. Red Hot Daniil Medvedev and Arena Sabalenka headline the night session. Here's what's coming up over the next hour on the big show. The defending champs taking center stage on Saturday. We'll show you how Iga and Taylor took different paths to victory. Plus, after skipping his last two events, all eyes were on top-seeded Carlos Alcaraz in the night session to see if he was 100% fit to perform. And we put the spotlight on college tennis as we announce the winners of this year's $100,000 Hurt Awards right here on TC Live at the bottom of the hour. Checking out the practice course, Coco Golf cruising to her opening round win, but she's got more to prove. Taking on someone her own age today. Can she reach the fourth round for the first time in the desert? Big foe, Francis Tiafo also looking to reach the Sweet 16 for the first time here. The last time he faced Jason Kubler, he had his magical run to the semifinals at the U.S. Open. As always, you can find us inside Stadium One, just behind those windows. If you're in Stadium Plaza, give us a wave. Come on in on the BMW Tennis Channel desk. Steve Weissman back alongside Chanda Rubin and Prakash Amitraj. Uh, yesterday, the atmosphere was incredible. 40,000 grounds passes handed out. That's not even the fans that were inside the stadiums. It was packed like I have never seen it here before. Uh, it was incredible. The atmosphere, there were so many good matches, fans trying to get to all these different courts, and you couldn't watch every single match, but I think it created an incredible atmosphere for the players as well, and we saw some terrific tennis. There's also you know, a bit of a sense of you know, gratitude and wanting to just really enjoy the moment, because let's not forget, this is the first year where we've had complete full access to Indian Wells since before the pandemic. So I think everyone is really, really excited to be here. People are partying. I mean, I, I, I will say I think there's a few extra drinks going around, and we don't mind that. We don't mind that. But they're not coming to us. They, no, you know, I tried to sneak <laughs> no away, but it, it, was, it was a packed day yesterday. Uh, remember, we had the Moet and Chandon, I mean, the blinged-out yeah. bottles. Have we decided when we're going to pop those? You said when Rada comes, right? Yeah, I, I think that's a good idea. We can't wait till the final. That's a, that's a long, no. long, one week away. <laughs> we we can use the mini bottle before <laughs> we, we, we take out the Magnum, right? Exactly. I mean, let's get you caught up on what went down yesterday. Top seed Carlos Alcaraz back after missing two weeks with a hamstring injury. Didn't show any rust against Tanasi Kakanakis, Chanda. I mean, he is an incredible shot maker. Is that it? Uh, uh, man, I think it did. That was nasty. I've watched that multiple times, and I still have trouble believing the shots that can come off of his racket. Just when you think you have a, a bead on the power, he throws the drop shot in. It is just so much to contend with. And Kokonakis, he struggled. But such an impressive performance for Alcaraz, taking that first set. Had some injuries, but coming back, playing great, but just showing hardly no rust in his game. And when he got that early break in the second set, his game opened up even more. The court coverage, getting around to hit those kinds of forehands, it is just devastating for an opponent. And Alcaraz gets through in straight sets against a guy who could have been very tricky. Beautiful play at the net. He's just got the all-around game. A nice, solid performance in his first match. Nasty. Looked as sharp as ever. Gets Talon Greekspor next. Well, the match of the day featured defending champion Taylor Fritz playing rising American star Ben Shelton. Packed stadium. Electric atmosphere. Prakash, uh, the Gator, chomp-chopping early. 
Steve, everyone was looking forward to this one, and in my estimation, this did not disappoint. Look, Ben showed exactly why he is soaring through the rankings into hit into the top 50 with only five ATP Tour events. Took that first set, played nice and aggressive. Something both players had to deal with was the win. It was heavy, heavy win. When you're, when you're on the near side of the court, as Taylor is here, that's where you're with the win. So both players had to adjust to it. A lot of credit to Taylor for really keeping his temperament. As he said, there's just a ton of pressure on him playing a young upcoming American. Nothing to lose for him. Taylor, he's the big cat. His temperament, I think, was what got him through today. Really played smart towards the end here. You can see him against the win, using a few drop shots, using that backhand lob, which is going to stay in with the win. Really heads up stuff from Taylor. And really, really, really important uh, start for his second. Both players won around 80% of their first serves, but Fritz dominated on second serve, didn't face a break point in the final two sets, and joined us in studio after. It's not easy uh, kind of having the pressure on you and, and being the favorite and kind of knowing that he's got nothing to lose and he's a very, very dangerous player. And I just expected him to come out and, and play really well and... I was just going to have to deal with it, and I was so I was ready for it when he kind of came out and was serving bombs and hitting winners, and I just I had to expect that. This match definitely lived up to the hype. Shanda, what's your biggest takeaway for both guys? Yeah, I think it shows you how important the mindset is for a player going out on the court, especially with a little more pressure as Taylor Fritz, you know, had to have been feeling defending his title. You don't want to lose your first match out of the gate, you know, especially this tournament that's so special to him overall. And so I think the mindset of just accepting whatever was going to be thrown at him, knew that, you know, Ben Shelton was going to come out swinging. That's the way he has played since he has, you know, played his first match on the ATP Tour. He's been an incredible young player, but Taylor Fritz just said, not quite yet. I'm not quite ready to give up my spot here. And it was just impressive the way he battled through and turned that match around. I thought it was actually a really good match for Taylor to have. I think it's nice to be tested when you're coming in for your biggest title defense of your career because it just it keeps you sharp right from the get-go. Sometimes if you have a couple easy matches, next thing you know, you're thrown in with a tough one in the third round. You're, you're not quite in the rhythm of being able to deal with it. Taylor's got a tough draw and being able to get through this one, I think it bodes well for him moving forward. And for Ben, look, I think he understands this is all a process. Everything is still new for him, so he's not attached to just one result here or there, which is a real champion's mindset. He even posted a picture after the Matt saying, you know what, back to building. So I think that's exactly where he needs to focus on. Huge upside possibly for him coming up in the next few months. He's already in the top 40 in the world for Taylor Fritz. It is Sebastian Baez next. Meantime, Taylor's good friend Tommy Paul in action yesterday as well, hoping to join Fritz in the third round and stay perfect against Jan Leonard Strofe Prakash. TP coming off a nice final showing in Acapulco here. Struff not quite at that form that he once was coming back from an injury last year. But Tommy looked great. He was moving all over the court and made his life really easy the way he served. But 73% of first serves in. I think this court, as, as you're seeing there, allows him to utilize that, that exceptional movement of his. Some of the guys say he's, he's top three movers on the tour. So I think he's able to utilize it, as you can see here. He's able to create with that forehand. The slower court gives him more options to be able to do that. Showing some nice feel as well when he needs to. Big power. When he's mixing all of that up, that's when he's most dangerous. And as we said, served very, very well. Won 86% of points on his second serve. He's ranked 19 at the moment. I think the kid's going to move up. I really like where he's at right now. Six aces only dropped two points on his second serve. Broke four times. TP getting Hubie Hercotch in the next round. Uh, then it's Holger Runa, won the last Masters 1000 event. He defeated five top 10 opponents to take the title in Paris-Bercy. Now he's a top 10 guy, playing Mackie McDonald for college. You know, he, he's so young, he's a top 10 guy, but it, as, month to month, you can see improvements in his game. You can see him attacking the net there, showing some more comfortable net skills than he had a year ago. He's already got that giant power from the baseline, and when he mixes it up, taking it early as well, that's when he's the most dangerous. Mac McDonald was in here with us saying, this guy Holder, he plays murder ball. He just goes after every ball, ripping it, and he's just a tough customer. I, I think he underperformed a little bit in Australia, lost that tough match where he had match points, so he's certainly someone to look out for, especially on the hard courts. Yeah, looking like a Longhorn out there with that burnt orange, takes out the Bruin. First time playing on Stadium 2, said it was a little tricky, but kept going better and better. Last year here, he was ranked 86, now up to 7 in the live rankings. How about the ladies? Iga Sviantek, she was ranked 4th at Indian Wells last year, returns at the top spot, and the defending champ 
made quick work of Claire Liu. Well, Prakash, you talk about murder ball. That is what Iga Swiatek has been playing so often against opponents. And Claire Liu is a nice up-and-coming player. She's made some real improvements in her game. But this test was at another level. And the way Swiatek has been playing so quick, the forehand, a big weapon, even in the breeze, when picked up at certain times in this match, but Shviantek had the ability to hit through it, kept good depth on her shots, and Lou just kept searching, trying to get on the board. Shviantek just not allowing it, but finally, Claire Lou would get one game to resounding applause, but Shviantek, she was not deterred and was able to close this out. Six love, six one. She has been getting some one-sided score lines over and over again, Steve. 14 sets of 6-love or 6-1 this year. Fourth win by that exact score. Ego only dropped 11 points in seven service games. Take a look at these numbers, Chanda. I mean, five games total in Doha. I mean, it's ridiculous when you think about these big tournaments with such great players, top players, and she is able to go through some of these sets so cleanly. Six sets at 6-love. An eight at six one, where she was tested a little bit. I mean, it's crazy to think about <laughs> an hour and twenty one minutes average match time. I mean, to have that kind of intense intensity consistently, it's amazing. Eagles bread. I mean, Tosh is all over those carbs. Come on now. All Jabbar playing her first match since the Australian Open after having minor knee surgery. Chanda, her comeback needed a comeback. Yeah, I mean, Freck, she came out ready to play and got that first set, gave herself a real good opportunity. The second set was really tight, nip and tuck. Jabur able to get the break there, but things would even out here at 4-all. And this is where Jabur started making some bigger moves, coming in, being a little more aggressive, using the feel that she is so well known for. And that got Freck a little off balance. And in the third set, Jabur able to open this match up. So a very clean performance in the end, one she's got to be happy with after all the time off. Yeah, it got better and better throughout the match. Cut down on unforced errors. It is alls to the next round. It was tough, you know, first match after, after coming back, after injuries, and, you know, just uh, try to play my game. is uh, it, It's slow, it helps, and not at the same time, but, uh, you know, the crowd were, they were amazing, so they really gave me a lot of energy. All right, Jabir can get some revenge on the last player to defeat her, Marketa Vondrosova, in the next round. What are your thoughts on that matchup? Well, first of all, brilliant to see her back. It was very tough for her to miss the events in the Middle East. I know she loves playing there, and she had that minor surgery that she had to recover from. But um, lovely to see her coming back in a match like that, being able to win in three sets. It's going to give her a ton of confidence. And check out this recovery that she's, that she's getting into <laughs> right smoothie? here. This smoothie. I'm so curious because I'm digging into it. I'm looking at it. It looks like a little particles in there, so there might be some fruit. I uh -huh. want to know if there's some creatine in there. I mean, did she have some protein? What she got going on there? Or is she just trying to match the sweater? You know, uh, is, is it a fashion statement or is this a recovery or is it just like a dessert drink because she gets a reward for winning a match? I, I, you know, the Players Lounge has the best smoothies. Uh, the they acai, do. the pitaya. I think that's that's awesome. Uh, it might be a little more pitaya because it's a little more electric. Color. No, no, I think she capping. I, I think she got some she got some good stuff in there. Maybe some protein, some creatine. That was a long match. I want to know what the recovery happened with a smoothie. I, I, I have not heard that yeah, before. I, 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 I just thought like... she was hungry. I, I looked <laughs> oh, at the cup that. and I said, maybe she was just hungry. She just. Wanted something to eat, and she couldn't. She That's had a press possible. conference. All right, Beth. Well, now we know what we're going to ask her when, when she comes up here. I'm very curious. <laughs> was that just a little, little tasty, or was it, you know, was it? It looked good either way. I'd like one after the show. I'm, I'm going to go get one after the I show. I thought we were going to talk Jabur and not her smoothie. <laughs> That's what yeah, I thought, There you too. go. Show you what I know. Where TC Labs <laughs> it, it, it caught us. my attention. It caught my attention. Uh, uh, Chad has been making you a whole lot of money. Four for four. Who is her pick today? Guaranteed lock styles. Uh, the desert has turned into a teenage wasteland, folks. Here from Coco Golf on playing someone actually younger than her. Emma Raducanu doing something for the first time in six months. We'll tell you what that was. And just like Emma, Tennis Channel is 20 years young. Who will deliver today's birthday greeting to TC in our next segment? TC Live at the BNP Paribas Open is presented by SafeLight, the vehicle glass experts. Wow, I can't remember the first time I found out or heard about the Tennis Channel. I mean, it was obviously a long time ago. The network has grown so much since then, and they have done such an amazing job promoting our sport. 
and I've been fortunate enough to do a lot of really cool features on Tennis Channel. Of course, I've played tennis on Tennis Channel quite a bit and always been you know, really big friends of everyone that works for the Tennis Channel. And as I said before, they've done a, our, our sport a great service and we're very lucky to have them. Tennis Channel, John Isner here. Happy 20th anniversary. Well, thank you, John. Uh, one of our one of our favorites here on TC. Always spend some time with us. Has some good insight, good energy. Love me some John Isner. He's been uh, he's been smashing it in doubles over here. And uh, you know, uh, I just kind of realized it's middle Sunday, right? Yeah. We're halfway through. Ton of tennis to watch today. I I'm going to be watching the tennis today. But uh, but it's also Oscar Sunday. Mm. You guys know it's Oscar Sunday. I know between the two uh, of you, yeah. one, one of you guys. Has has had a has had a brush with some Oscar greatness. Is that in, right? In the past. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, Steve. Let's see. It looks like he's trying to trying to sniff uh, sniff Oscar that, here. Uh, Steve, this is a this is a real Oscar. That's a real. Yeah. That's our that's our producer Harold Hex. Yeah. Uh, fathers yep. won won best best uh, producer right. Best picture. Best, best picture. picture. Yeah. 1955. From Marty. Yeah. Now, did any of that uh, Oscar greatness rub on you? Any of your acting skills gotten any better? Or no. I don't. You tell me. Listen. Uh... No, you keep it 100 up here. So you're <laughs> you're not acting. But I'm just curious. You know, has your acting, your improv improved at all? What do you think? I, I took one class at Groundlings. They kicked me out, and, and here that I am. That was it. Yeah, that was it. That was it. <laughs> no, but... I, I I think it's improved. Every time you're at the desk with Prakash, you have got to improvise because you don't know what you he might say. You never know, know, like, yeah. know what he that might that say. That picture was coming that I took back in like 2012. I say. You don't know what's going to come out of me. I, you know, I I've had an extra shot of caffeine today, less hour of sleep. You know, Her Harold sent me a text message this morning with a photo of, of the Oscar because he only brings it out on special occasions. But yeah. I told him to bring it to the set. Chandy, you were there that day. I was. And, yeah. uh, you know, I had so to get my cool. photo with a real-life Oscar. Steve, looks like you're getting a good good whiff of that Oscar. What, what, is <laughs> what does greatness smell like over there? <laughs> it's glorious. It is glorious. It, 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 it's kind of omnipresent, right? It's, it's not like a specific scent, but uh, you got to take it all in. It, it also smells beautiful outside. And for a look at today's forecast, here's Fox. Fox Weather. Groundlings, take that. I see what you did. <laughs> hey there, I'm Fox Weather's Craig Herrera, and here's today's BMP Parabar Open Forecast. Looking at weather in Indian Wells, California. Beautiful, lots of sunshine, temperatures in the mid-80s, and not quite as breezy as yesterday. Hey, remember, you can download the Fox Weather app or stream Fox Weather from your favorite connected TV device. They got me again. Yes, and. Iga isn't the only former champ in the desert. BB is back. Sets up an incredible matchup in the third round. Don't go anywhere. Ruben Amitraj Weissman back on TC Live leading up to first ball day five at Indian Wells. Christian, Garin, and Casper Ruud meeting for the fourth time. Back to the action yesterday. A couple of future Hall of Famers playing ball. Uh, the first one, Stan Bavrinka, taking on Miamir Ketsmanovich for cup. Well, listen, I, I've made it absolutely no surprise that I am pulling for Stan. I love the fact that he's playing so well, finding his form, and just really loving that passion that he has for the game after all these years. He was he was in a spot of bother here against Ketsmanovich, who has just been one of the toughest outs on the tour over the last 12 months. Down set point here, finds a really, really impressive sort of aggression moving forward. Takes it out with a great volley and a smash there. Finds himself a set point here. Is able to get some defense in here. And then a, and then a big surprise miss. Kachmanovic on that smash. Stand fired up. Tough set to get through. And look, when you come through a tough first set like that, you're able to get a little bit of momentum. Gets the break. Is able to sneak things out. 13 aces for the 37-year-old. Only dropped two points on his serve in the second set. He'll face Holger Runa next. How about that other future Hall of Famer, Andy Murray, was supposed to play Pablo Carino Busta. I did all his film study, then found out 9 p.m. PCB pulled out and had to find a new game plan for Radu Albon. Well, dare I say, Andy Murray possibly winning in straight sets today. Mixed up defense and offense really well. Still moving around the court brilliantly, as you saw right there. And here, inside the baseline, takes a return nice and early. That early strike was able to give enough pressure to get the error from Albot. And just a little bit of difference in class here. Albot didn't really threaten Murray all that much here. And when, you, when you're playing backhand stuff with Andy Murray, he's, just, he's too solid from that side. He's going to beat you to miss. He's going to be able to find backhands up the line, creating a little bit too much pressure. And again here, on that backhand side, just a little too much weight of shot. 
from that three-quarter court and again finds the error. And impressive stuff. Squeezes in, straight sets. Should feel good for the next round. First straight sets win all year for Andy Murray. Looking forward to playing a fellow Brit. He obviously plays really well. Um, you know, and he's not actually competed that much on the tour, but when he has done, you know, he's always he's always performed really well. Um, you know, I think he's going to be a top top player um, for a long time, providing he stays stays healthy and uh, yeah, be be a good match. That man is Jack Draper, staying with British major champions Emma Raducanu, looking to get back-to-back -back wins for the first time since last September, Chanda, facing Magda Lynette. Yeah, this was a, a bit of a slow start for Raducanu, but she started get, getting things going. That backhand up the line beautifully struck. She was able to get the break back, and in the tiebreak, got off to a better start with some aggressive play up at the net. A beautiful textbook volley there gave her just that extra boost of confidence to get through this tiebreak, forcing Lynette to miss. And normally, Lynette's so solid from the ground, but it was just a few more errors at some critical moments, and Raducanu rock solid was able to make it a little easier in the second set. Up the line again to close it out in straight. Biggest win by ranking since she won the U.S. Open two years ago. Said because of the amount of setbacks I've had, I think you definitely appreciate it more when you're able to be on the court. Reigning NCAA champ Peyton Stearns taking on former Indian Wells winner Bianca Andreescu. Uh, it was Hook'em Horns early, Chanda. Yeah, Peyton Stearns, she came to play, gave Andreescu everything she could handle in that first set. Stearns got down a break early but came back and just showed some real poise, some real confidence, real intensity and fight. And Andreescu working to turn things around, started mixing it up, throwing in the high shots. And this point, she put on her running shoes. This was a lung buster, but it paid off for Andrescu. She was able to turn that second set around. And in the third, a lot of the Andrescu experience and confidence being a Grand Slam champion, that started to come through. She started to play more instinctive tennis. The angles that she's known for started to come into play. And the third set, she was able to get her nose out in front and not look back. But this was a stern test for oh, Andrescu. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Snapping a three-match losing streak. BB is moving on. That's not the last of Peyton Stearns we will see in this show. But take a look at the top half of the draw here, where we've got two former champions going at it. In Sviantec and Andrescu, Emeraticano gets Bia Haddad Maya. Prakash, I want to get your thoughts on, on that, that upper matchup. Sviantec, Andrescu, uh, that's a blockbuster third round. It, it certainly is. Look, in my estimation, I really think BB is, is perhaps the most dynamic player on the WTA when she's playing her best. I don't think there's a thing that she doesn't do well. She moves around well. She slides into the ball very strong on that outside foot. And she's so strong up at net. Let's remember back to when she won the U.S. Open. That streak actually started here at Indian Wells when she played so well here, then in Toronto, then at the U.S. Open. She loves the big stage, and she's very comfortable up at net. And when she's comfortable up at net, she's putting a different kind of pressure on the opponents than you generally see on the WTA. And when she's mixing it all up, Chanda, as you talked about those angles that she's creating, she's just doing a whole lot out there and makes you so uncomfortable at your end of the court. I would love to see her be able to create some of that pressure for Iga because Iga just doesn't get under pressure all that often. I mean, if that happens, we're going we're gonna to really see some horns locking and it's going to be high-quality stuff. Yeah, this is going to be a fun matchup. Slightly contrasting styles and when you see two champions, two major champions go at it, we always want to see how that unfolds. And I think for Andrescu, she's gaining confidence. Doesn't maybe have the firepower to trouble Sviantec as consistently, but she's going to have to mix it up, use the angles. Some of the tennis that came into play in that match against Stearns, I think that will help Andrescu really give herself the best chance. But Sviantec, she's been playing so quick. She's got a little more time on these courts. That's going to be the biggest challenge, I think, for Andrescu. Most dynamic player when healthy. Iga, Arena, Coco. No, I, I, you know what? I think Bianca's better at the net than all the players you just all mentioned. All right. All right. Yeah. That's when, she, when she's at her best, I like her net game better. Strong words. Iga beat her in Rome last year, 7-6. Six love. Much more to come here on TC Live. Big story coming up. Paula Hurd, Stephen Amitraj joined to announce this year's winners of the Hurd Award. A $100,000 grant for two college players turning pro.
And welcome back to the Southern California Desert, leading you up to first fall of the BNP Paribas Open. TC Live comes your way every day at 1 p.m. Eastern, and then it is 12 hours at least of live tennis from Indian Wells with encore coverage until play begins the next day. All right, it is almost time to reveal this year's winners of the Hurt Awards, named for a man whose generosity and passion for tennis continue to leave a lasting legacy. Mark Hurd championed the sport of tennis like none other. His love for the game inspired him to provide his alma mater Baylor with the Hurd Tennis Center in 2001. He also created the Oracle U.S. Tennis Awards, a pair of $100,000 grants given each year to two American college players who are launching their professional careers. Those awards have helped jumpstart the careers of Australian Open finalist Danielle Collins, former Georgia Tech star Chris Eubanks, and Mackie McDonald, who was an NCAA champion at UCLA. The Oracle Scholarship for me was amazing. Um, coming out of college, you know, having some financial support. The expenses of tennis starting out is pretty difficult. From the bottom level, the roots are, uh, it's a lot out of pocket. It racks up. It, it just, it keeps going, it keeps going. And, and to be able to, like I say, have that burden kind of taken care of and being able to say, you know what, I'm coming out on tour. I can do things very, very professional. I can make sure I have my coach, make sure, you know, all of our travel expenses are covered, no shortcuts. It just kind of takes that weight off of you and allows you to just focus on playing tennis. Well, the applicants for this year's separate $100,000 grants were evaluated and winners selected by this council. That includes Hall of Famers Tracy Austin and Lindsey Davenport, among so many influential members of the tennis community. And two of them join me now. Paula Hurd, who was married to Mark Hurd for 30 years, and Stephen Amitrage from Universal Tennis. It's a reunion. It is great to see both of you once again. Good to see you. Uh, Paula, tell me a little bit about the history of the award, what it means, how it started. If you recall, last year I mentioned I had attended a tournament in San Jose in August of 21. And I went just to see the girls play, and Danielle Collins won her first match, second match, third match. The next thing you know, I've gone the whole week, and she won the whole thing. And it was the same day Mackenzie McDonald had made it to the finals against Sinner. Both of these were 2017 Oracle Scholarship recipients, and I've got to tell you, it makes a big difference in their game and catapulting them to the next level. Yeah, Daniel Collins making a major final uh, right. at the Australian Open. We saw both of them here at Indian Wells this year. Uh, what made Universal Tennis, that foundation, the right match for your vision? So early on, my husband was an uh, early investor, a board member, and the synergies are just too aligned. He was passionate about tennis. They're passionate. They are putting in all sorts of mechanisms throughout the world to make it a very social. They, they've got um, their ratings. They've got an infrastructure, and they're increasing tennis across the community from all the way from a beginning level to juniors to pros. I mean, it's exactly what my husband would want to be doing, and I'm very honored to work with them and make this a legacy for him. It's perfect synergy between the two of you all promoting the sport of tennis and especially college tennis. It is that time to announce the 2023 winners of the Herd Award grants, Peyton Stearns of Texas and Andrew Fenty of Michigan. Incredible stuff. Peyton Stearns had a three-set battle with Bianca Andreescu yesterday. She not only led the Longhorns to the NCAA team title last spring, she became the first women's tennis player at Texas to win the individual NCAA title. And after leaving Austin, she has already found success on the WTA Tour, making the second round in her Indian Wells debut this year, getting up to a career-high 116 in the live rankings. She's still in the doubles draw with who you mentioned, Paula, Danielle Collins. And then Andrew Fenty of Michigan, currently a fifth-year senior. He's the winningest player in program history, the first to reach 100 doubles victories. He's an All-American in both singles and doubles and was actually picked by Tom Brady himself to be one of the faces of his new Brady brand campaign. So two fantastic winners, Peyton Stearns and Andrew Fenty. Stephen, what makes these two players the right fit for this? Yeah, thanks, Steve. Uh, we're, we're so excited, the, the entire foundation and the council, to have uh, two wonderful representatives in Peyton and Andrew. Um, they embody what Mark Hurd um, really looks for or looked for in a college athlete, transitioning to the professional tour, um, continuous improvement from both of them. 
little bit of different stages of their career. We extended the eligibility for the award to players coming out of school, uh, out of college this year. So Andrew, who has consistently improved, uh, one of the highest UTRs uh, of any American in college, um, obviously, as you mentioned, Big, Tw Big Ten uh, Player of the Year, two-time All-American, someone who's going to really make that initial transition to the tour. And then if you watch the match with uh, Peyton and Bianca last night, it was really interesting because Peyton had her coach there, Gabriel Trefu, and Bianca had a whole team. She had a hitting partner, a coach, a physio, a strength conditioning coach. So we're hoping that these funds can really arm uh, Peyton to take that next step into the top 50 and the top 20 into maybe even top 10 one day. And so I think one, one other amazing part of today is that when we're announcing these awards and, uh, you know, presenting them to the, to the winners, actually Danielle Collins is going to be there at 1230 um, to give this award. So six years after she got it, she's now passing, uh, you know, passing the, the award on, on the honor onto the next uh, generation, which um, really would be the, the lasting legacy that Mark Hurd wanted to leave and something that we're so incredibly proud of. Incredible. And as I mentioned, they're playing doubles here. She's been kind of a mentor. Absolutely. To I, I saw Peyton uh, win the 25K. I was in Austin, Texas. You know, she, she was there in her home courts, uh, absolutely killing it. And to see her from the 25K now, Indian Wells, a 1,000-level event, it, it's really special. I know this is going to really help her continue to progress. Tell us quickly what's new with Universal Tennis. Yeah, well, Universal Tennis has been on a tear, and we're doing great, and we're really focused this year on the recreational uh, club uh, market. And so we're coming out with a lot of products and a lot of um, really formats that cater to these uh, recreational adults and juniors and people that are in the space. So first and foremost, we're coming out with a league product that is going to make team tennis just significantly better, more exciting, and really just the pain points that are there in league tennis, we're, we're there to solve. Secondly, we're coming out with a, a format called Dingles, UTR Dingles, which is basically a singles uh, a singles cross-court match that then evolves into a doubles point. Yep. Um, we're actually doing an uh, exhibition here with the Bryan brothers, Tommy Haas, and uh, a couple other uh, professionals that are, are currently in the tournament, but to be named in, in later. <laughs> um, and then finally... We're, we're evolving and we're moving into pickleball. And this is an exciting step for us. Um, obviously, fastest growing sport in America. We're fired up to be a part of it. Um, the one thing you hear is that, you know, it's really very much of the Wild West out there in pickleball. And we're excited to, you know, bring our expertise in structures, in formats, in tech to hopefully um, just give everyone a significantly better experience. And this is an amazing sport. I love it myself. Um, and we're fired up to be in it. That's awesome. Great to hear all of that. Uh, congratulations once again to Peyton Stearns and Andrew Fenty, this year's winners of the Herd Award Grants. Paula, Stephen, it's always a pleasure to catch up with both of you. Thank you for what you're doing and supporting tennis. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. All right, much more TC Live still to come. We are leading you up to first ball here in the desert. Casper Rude, Christian Gurin, who's going to make it to the round of 16? Stay with us. Chad and Prakash, Steve back on TC Live. Madison Keith back at Indian Wells for the 10th time. Made the quarterfinals last year, but wasn't feeling well last night. And, and Serana Kirstea took advantage. Uh, Kirstea is such a tough opponent. And when you're a little under the weather, not feeling great, it can be a difficult night. And Madison Keith, she's been sick, as we understand, for a few days. And thought she might have a little more to bring to this match. But Kirstea just too solid. Such a good all-around player, comfortable in all these different areas. No trouble with that drop shot. And after taking the first set, Kirstea, it was Madison Keys seeing the trainer here and deciding she couldn't continue. Said she was feeling nauseous, and uh, we certainly hope Maddie feels better soon. Want to see her in Miami, doing well, playing well, and, and feeling her best, 100% healthy. Coco Golf, Jesse Pagula, top two Americans in singles. They are the two-seeded Indian Wells in doubles. They won the title in Doha, and they faced a Czech duo yesterday. Look at look at this energy on this outside court. Here. Absolutely packed. Nice up and close. Oh my action. goodness! Coco with little around the net there. Pretty impressive stuff, giving the crowd something to cheer about. And look, we've talked about this consistently this year. I love this so much for Jesse and Coco because not only do you get to work on different aspects of your game, but it keeps you in the right kind of relaxed yet match-focused mindset on your days off from singles. A big win for Coco and Jesse. And how about golf taking on Linda Noskova? Third match on Stadium One today, so should be around six. Eastern for you. It is our Sensodyne match of the day, and here's Coco on playing an opponent younger than she is. 
she's had a great season so far. I saw, uh, I wasn't playing in Adelaide, but I saw, you know, the damage she did to the to the players there. Um, and it's great to see, like, young players doing well. Um, be my first time. Well, actually, I played one player younger than me last year, but still, I think maybe one of two, two or three times that someone's been younger than me. And definitely a different energy, I think, stepping on the court. But um, playing someone like her who's been playing well uh, will be a good match. Both born in 2004. Uh, just, just babies out there. Uh, Naskova hasn't dropped a set yet. Uh, I see Bagu or Amanda Anasimova. Uh, what's going to be most important for Coco Goff? You know, I think Goff has got to get her serve going. And, you know, she's got to be confident behind that shot and not just hitting it big, but hitting to targets and mixing it up, really using that shot to set up her second ball. I think that's going to be critical. Naskova is a good mover. She understands how to structure her points. So, you know, I think Goff is going to have to be a little more strategic in this match, but also use the power when she has those opportunities inside the court. I'd love to see her coming in a little bit more, using that backhand, especially up the line to create some open spaces and just test those different areas of her game, which I think that is better. In, she's better in those areas than Noskova is. So we'll see how much golf is able to bring that into play. But so far, she's had the right mentality, and I think that helps as well. Hey, Coco's certainly the favorite and has more firepower, but I, I kind of want to see how the, how the crowd and the, the adrenaline affects Noskova. Let's not forget, a year ago, she was outside the top 200. All of a sudden, she's, she's sneaking up on that top 50 here, and, and she, she hasn't been in these situations all that often. Coco, she's very used to this. She's been to a Grand Slam final. She's looking at winning her first Grand Slam. So in, in different uh, levels at their career, even though they're not too far apart in age, but I think Noskova's going to rise to the occasion. I think she's going to put up a really, really great fight. But I think just at this stage in her development, Coco a bit too strong. But if Coco doesn't play well, it could, it could get close. Both won the Roland Garros Jr. title three years apart. And then they made the incredible rises. By the way, clock strikes midnight tonight. Coco Goff no longer an 18-year-old. Turns 19 tomorrow. So hoping to celebrate with a win today. Some big matchups all across the grounds today. Maria Sakri, last year's runner-up, yep. taking on Angelina Kalinina. And it's Kalinina who won their previous matchup in Eastbourne last year. What do you expect to see from the seven seed, Chanda? You know, I think Sakri got a good bit of confidence from beating Shelby Rogers in her last round. She had to come from behind, really struggled in that match, but found her rhythm, playing against a, a big hitter. I think against Kalinina, she can use some of that because she's going to face some similar challenges. You know, she's got to also get her serve going and I think play more inside the court. Sometimes Sakari can get a little too far back. You know, she looks to hit it big, but it's not as penetrating if she isn't in the right position. So I think inside the court, looking to take balls out of the air, these conditions are a little bit slower, but it still, I think, favors players who are willing to be a little more aggressive. So that, I think, is going to be key for her and just to use that confidence that you know, she gained from her previous round and from some of the results she's had, you know, over the last handful of months. Yeah, Jenna, I think spot on. And I think just to add to that, she's just going to need to get really comfortable in taking her time. You know, when sometimes Sakari rushes herself, she, she goes off the boil a little bit with her decision-making. When she can pick and choose when to execute that aggression, I think that's when she's playing her best tennis. And in that third set against Shelby, she looked, she looked really keyed in. You know, Chanda at one point said, oh, my goodness, her opponent's injured. Kevin, you're going to play those drop shots? That's savage. But uh, that's kind of a good thing, I think, for Sakari, especially because she's gotten a little tight in some moments in big matches. So, you know, when she's got that kind of snarl when she's punching, that kind of attitude, I think it's a great thing for her. Well, we had the Sakri hair bun. Now we got the Sakri snarl. I like that. I like it. I, th I think it's great. It looks good on her. I'm really looking forward to this next matchup. Taro Daniel taking on Cam Nori. Daniel, last match, beat Matteo Berrettini. Yep. Last week, beat Cam, uh, excuse me, Casper Rude. Yep. But now taking on Nori, who, who's a former champion here, is there another upset brewing? Well, let, let's not sleep on the fact that Taro Daniel, Indian Wells is a good place for him, and he has created some upsets here. Took out Novak Djokovic mm -hmm. in 2018 here. He also has a win over Andy Murray at the Australian Open on a hard court. So he, and the couple of wins you mentioned, he knows how to get it done. I, I just think he's, he's not going to have enough. It's going to be a little bit of a chess match because both players like to move the ball around the court nicely. But Cam, he's put up 19 wins on the year. He's coming in in great form. And again, this court, it's slow. It allows him to kick up that forehand, sort of get that backhand nice and low. It allows him to use all the different options in his game. I like him to come through.
Yeah, I think Nori's going to have just a little too much variety for Daniel, and he's going to see him coming. He's not going to be surprised. They've played before. He knows the results that Tyrell Daniel has had of recent, uh, of late. And I think that part of it will allow Nori to just have the right mentality, you know, to really take on whatever Daniel throws at him. But I love how Nori plays on these courts a little bit slower. He's got a little more time, but he is aggressive on the forehand. He can mix it up on the backhand, and the serve has become a real weapon for Nori and I think that shot especially is going to allow him to take control early in rallies so I give him the full advantage. All right. Both, both of y'all picking Cam Nori. I, I don't I don't disagree. But she I, hasn't like, lost all week. Of course I'm <laughs> going to be picking with her. <laughs> Chanda Bucks just making it rain over here. A reminder, you can watch all of these matches uninterrupted on TC+. We have a special incentive to sign up. Use that QR code. Break out your phones right there on the screen. Or use the promo code SIR for a 20% discount. It's available throughout Indian Wells and Miami. Get it before Roland Garros because you're going to need it for all the courts we have covered there. TC+. I'm on it every single day. Players out getting ready to go. How about Andre Rublev? That wicked forehand taking on Ugo Embert today, Prakash. What do you think of that one? Well, listen, I think this is a great court for Andre because even though it's so slow, Andre is one of those players who has the power to be able to drive through that slow court. And um, I think he's going to be a threat. I, I don't think Hugo, even though he's very, very tricky with all his leftiness, is going to pose too much of a threat for him. And then on the women's side, Arena Sabalenka getting loose, getting limber. I mean, even in practice, just obliterates the ball. Uh, she looks to hit everything she sees, but she's gotten a little more margin, a little smarter at times within matches, and that makes for a dangerous Arena Sabalenka. All right, don't go anywhere. Chanda's Fendel pick of the day is next. Get your uh, apps out to, to place those wagers. Welcome back. A reminder, Tennis.com is the best way to keep up with the BNP Paribas Open. It is very easy. Just scroll down to see live scores. Click on all scores for a full list of current live scores and match results. Plus, check out the men's and women's draws. We've got full match replays on TennisChannel.com. Download the app. Get the full Indian Wells experience. We've also got you covered on Valley Sports and T2. Tracy Austin leaves Shiris with the call. Top of the hour, Taro Daniel and Cam Nori. And then it's Corinne Hatchinoff and Alejandro Davidovich Fokina. Plus, we'll be on T2 until 9 p.m. Eastern. Davidovich Fokina winning their only previous matchup. Hatchinoff, what do you think? He, he, he pulls off a little revenge today? I think so. I like how Hatchinoff has looked. He's been kind of back to that powerful game, playing it confidently, the big serve, the big forehand. He's moving well. And I think on these courts, it will suit his game against a guy who's so quick, who's such a good mover around the courts. But I, I like Hatchinoff in this one. All right, it is that time. The FanDuel match of the day. It's a couple of ladies. The number one ranked American, Jessica Pagula. Taking on Anastasia Podopova, big heavy ooh, favorite ooh. for Jesse. What do you minus, think, Rakash? Minus four sixty. Man, might have to go with the with the with the prop bets here, yeah. Steve. Uh, but look, when you're that much of a favorite, there's a reason for it. Jesse's won the last couple of meetings against Potapova. Potapova ha has had the ability to create a couple of upsets. I mean, look, she's she's had two top five wins uh, in her career. Last one coming last year against Annette Konsevate, who was number two in the world at the time. But this surface, this current form, I like Jess. You're going to have to put a lot on it to be able to, you know, win, win a few bucks on that minus 460. But um, game spread, maybe... Maybe take the minus five and a half. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Je so. Jesse doesn't lose before the quarterfinals, so I mean, it is what it is. There you go. Right now, FanDuel giving all new users ten times your first bet in bonus bets, up to two hundred dollars, win or lose. Download the FanDuel sportsbook app now and start making every moment more. The stock market continues to fall. Invest in Chanda, a perfect four and zero thus far. Look at this. You're up to nearly uh, twenty bones. We go 20 Chanda bucks. We were trying to figure out, you know, how do you convert that to real dollars? Yeah, I thought it was gold <laughs> bullion. You get, you get like, you know, one, one brick. But you can buy a couple smoothies with that. <laughs> On Jabir smoothies or regular smoothies? Well, I got to find out what's in them. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to track her down today and find out what is in that smoothie. All right, Chanda, who's your, who's your lock today? Who, 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 who are we going to go 5-0 with? 
I, well, I'm picking I'm picking Francis Tiafo over okay. Jason Kubler, and I will have some words for foe if he hands me my first <laughs> loss. I tell you this. But I like the way Francis Tiafo is playing. I like the mindset. He's been such he's played such disciplined tennis in big moments, and that I think has been one of the bigger keys. Jason Kubler playing some terrific tennis. He's confident, got to a career high not too long ago. But I think Francis is going to have too many weapons, too many guns. Too many for guns blazing. The see, that, that, I, I bet you if he's watching right now, that look that you saw in his face right there, that's the look he's giving you. <laughs> I got you, Chan. I, I, I want got that look. I got you. Look, at the, look the, at that look. That's that, the that, look that, I that. want. Yeah. I got you, Chan. See, <laughs> see, he needs that confidence going what do, we, what do we call that? If we had a soccery snarl, what do we call that? Mm. Uh, the the, the Tiafo sniff. <laughs> sniff. <laughs> you know, he's got a little bit of the rock going in there. Okay. He <laughs> like, he, Francis is a hype guy, you know? I like to gas him up. That's when he plays his best tennis, you know? <laughs> Uh, Prakash, you're going to love the social net today. Uh, take take a look. Oh, at what we, How do the quad fathers celebrate? They don't miss a leg day, Prakash. First of all, brilliant height on that <laughs> jump. If they had chest bumped anyone else, they would have injured a sternum. So I'm glad they were only doing it to each other. And, and, and ladies and gentlemen, check this out. I mean, this is this is shades of Jay Cutler, Ronnie Coleman, yeah. Olympia 2006. Both them with those quads. Got to get, get a little flex in there. If I had those quads, I'd be flexing them, too. I have Chan, to say. Why, why don't we I'm not try bad. to recreate this, Chan? Later today, you know, both of us do a little quad flex I mean, over here. I, I don't know if I can compete, Prakash, with you. I don't know. I, don't I, know. I love this. You know, I, I got to go give them some love after this. They'll do some thick legs. I wonder if that's <laughs> natural if they do some big squats. How, how much, Chan, do you think Prakash wants to be a member of the quad squad? I think he is a member of the quad squad. Uh, Steve, I know my limitations. on you. I know my strengths. I know my limitations. <laughs> I am sadly not a member of, of the quad squad. Okay. Maybe after another bulk, then okay. possibly. But those are some those are some monsters over there. JJ and Marcos just flexing on them. I mean, that's, that's cool. That's, uh, we got to get them both up here so they can flex on set after a match. Oh, quad oh, fathers. We're, oh we're getting them to do it on okay. I mean, They're like WWE. They be jumping off the top rope with those quads. <laughs> Steve Tigner every day has your three to see on tennis.com. You don't want to miss it. We will break down those big matches and have the hot shot of the day when we come back. Tennis Channel's coverage of the BNP Paribas Open is brought to you in part by BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Two minutes until walkouts on Stadium One. Time for our hot shot of the day. It was a scorcher. The crowd isn't excited about Benny Schultz for no reason. Here, dead run manages to flick the backhand, forehand up the line, but let's not forget, he is with the wind here, which makes this shot even tougher to be able to control. But look at the way he comes over the ball and brings it in. Dips in at the last time with a ton of pace. Impressive stuff. Great stick work. Shades of Rafa Nadal there. I'll give it to you. Absolutely. <laughs> Featured matches, safe flight, order of play. Rude and Garin kick it off. Then it's Potapova, Pagula. How about Coco Golf and Linda Noskova? Daniil Medvedev. All he does is win, win, win. And Arena Sabalenka taking on Lesia Serenko. Our Sensodyne match preview today is Medvedev and Ivashka. And these two could not be coming in on any different trajectories. Medvedev, three straight titles. Ivashka. Six straight tour-level losses. Nine straight overall. So uh, how many games does uh, your boy Ilya get? Uh, let's put it this way. I think he will get more than, than Claire Liu was able to get against Iga. But, uh, but more it, than one. It, 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 may not be, it may not be that much more. I mean, you, you said it right. I mean, Tendil's about as hot as you could possibly get. And also, the surface doesn't do Ivashka any favors. The guy doesn't have a great amount of juice on the ball to be able to hit through Daniel. So Daniel's going to pretty much get to every ball, hold serve comfortably, bad combination. Yeah, it's a tough match, I think, for Ivashka right now. He hasn't had many back-to-back -back wins, kind of been struggling in that department, and Medvedev is at the opposite end of the spectrum. I mean, he is a, a tour match win leader thus far, and he just looks so confident. He has an answer for just about everything in the movement. He's able to go from defense to offense. I think that will give Ivashka a lot of problems in this matchup. Medvedev still Matic, looking to climb up the rankings back 
to number one Classic. in the world. Classic album. Nas. Queensbridge, Queensbridge Militia. We love them. How about uh, Lesia Serenko and Arena Sabalenka? Serenko coming off that win against Donna Vekic. I don't know if she's gotten over not getting the handshake. But she's going to face Abilenka today. What what chances do you give her? Yeah, I think she always has a shot. You know, she's a tricky opponent, is a veteran, understands how to kind of mix it up and create a little havoc on the other side of the court. But Sabalenka has looked so good. The way she is hitting through just about every opponent, hitting through conditions. I think in the past she struggled a little bit on these courts in singles because that ball comes back a few extra times. And sometimes she's just not, hasn't been as steady. But I think some of that has changed. And I, Sabalinka looks so confident. I think she is going to like the rhythm and the pace from Serenko. She's got the edge here for sure. Yeah, she, she's, a, she's a different arena Sabalenka now. I mean, she's a Grand Slam champion. 86.7% service games won. She leads the tour. Uh, who, who would have thought that a year ago when she was having her issues on serve? She, she's feeling great, looking great, feeling nice and comfortable. I, I don't see too much of a threat. And let's not forget, only 20 points to defend during Indian Wells and Miami. Mm. Could see her uh, go for that top spot, possibly. Yeah, I mean, listen, Iga looks so strong right now, yeah. barely dropping games, but... If somebody upsets her, Sabalenka's right, right for moving up. Absolutely. What, those 37 match wins in a row, it's going to be tough yeah. to replicate that. Hopefully we get a handshake, though. Some, some, some. I, I, I think we'll get a handshake. Hopefully we'll get a handshake. I can't bet on two no handshakes in a row. <laughs> when was the last time that happened to a player? I don't know if that's ever happened. Casper uh, Ruud, Christian Green, first match up on Stadium One. What's the key for, for Green to, to beat Casper Ruud, which he has done twice before? Yeah, I think, you know, Casper Ruud is a different player than he was when Garin was able to beat him. Casper Ruud hasn't quite been, uh, I guess, in the form that we saw him on the clay. I mean, that's, of course, his favorite surface thus far. But he's understanding how to transition onto the hard courts. And I think he got a lot of confidence from beating Diego Schwartzman in his last match. And this is a match he's going to be able to get into a lot of points. He will be able to dictate play a little more often again. And I think that is going to be in Ruud's favor. So I like him in this one. Garin, I think, will be a good test. But I like Ruud. Ironically, those two wins you talked about came on clay. Casper's yeah. best surface, Green was able to take it, which is also Green's best surface. But as you said, Chanda, Casper a lot more comfortable on the hard courts. Finals of the U.S. Open last year. And last time they played was uh, ATP Cup on hard courts. It's a very comfortable win for Casper Root, 6-4-6-1. So I like the same type of result here. There is Christian Green, the qualifier coming in. So he has had multiple victories before this third-round matchup against that man, the... Highest ranked player ever to come out of Norway. Eclipsed his father. Andrew Krasny just knew the script right there, copying me. (laughs) Come on, Kras. It'll be Brett Haber and Paul Anacone with the call. The three of us will be at the desk all day for interviews and updates. 12 hours of live tennis. Sit back, relax. Enjoy a beautiful Sunday of tennis at Indian Wells. TC Live at the BNP Paribas Open is brought to you in part by FanDuel. Make every moment more. And by Sensodyne, number one dentist recommended brand for sensitive teeth.